This coverage of Inspired.Legal is brought to you by Legal Talk Network, with many great podcasts to make your next commuter workout informative and educational. To improve your practice and stay in the know, visit us at LegalTalkNetwork.com. And welcome to On the Road with Legal Talk Network. I'm Ralph Baxter. I'll be your host for this episode. And we're in New York City today at Inspire Legal, the second meeting of this great event. With us today, we have three participants from one of the, what we call at Inspire Legal Unpanels today. We have Jason Barnwell, Assistant General Counsel at Microsoft, Basha Rubin, who is the co-founder and co-CEO of Priori, and Peter Krakauer, who's a managing director at ENY in legal function consulting, focusing on in-house law departments. So the session that, so first of all, Inspire Legal is a very different kind of event. Uh, the idea that we have unpanels reflects that this is a, a program designed to be a, an, a genuine conversation and collaboration among different people from very different perspectives in the legal ecosystem. And so I want to start this session by asking each of our guests for this episode what they do, and you'll see a little bit how the perspectives, how the positions are different. So Jason, what is your role uh, as uh, Assistant General Counsel at Microsoft? I lead the newly formed modern legal team within Microsoft's Office of the General Counsel, and we are charged with finding ways to build the future of our practice of law, thinking about how we're going to deliver those services to Microsoft, empowered by the tools, technologies, and platforms that we make at Microsoft. And, and as you said to the audience here today, what you said is an observation, I think, about corporate law generally, but at Microsoft specifically, that the way the legal service is being delivered now is not good enough. Is that a fair way to put it? I think we are going to have to redesign how we serve our company if we're going to keep up with our business because it's going faster, it's getting bigger, it's getting more complicated, and we can't merely apply more resources to the conventional approaches we apply right now because I just don't think they'll scale to meet uh, the needs that the business has going forward. Okay, so we'll talk more about that in a moment. So, Basha, can you tell us more about Priori and your role? Absolutely. Priori is a global legal marketplace for in-house teams at Fortune 500 and high-growth companies to find, hire, and manage a global vetted network of boutique and mid-size firm attorneys. So say a little more about that. How does that work? We've built two things. One is that global vetted network I just described, whom we vet using a proprietary data-driven process we've developed. And the second is a technology platform that sits on top of the attorney network and aims to drive efficiency at every stage of the process of engaging with outside counsel, from initial RFP and matchmaking, competitive bidding, all the way through to the invoicing and collections process. And how, how long has, your, has Priori been in business? Since 2013. Okay. And Peter, in your new role at EY Legal, 
Tell us what, what you actually do. I work with uh, our corporate counsel clients as well as enterprise clients to help them rethink legal service delivery from the types of services they're doing today and will be doing tomorrow to the different sourcing models they need to think about from different price points to the data that they need to drive to measure effectiveness and deliver value to the companies. And then ultimately at the top layer, it's what technology will enable all of the above. Right. So you're effectively consulting to them, being an advisor to these legal departments to help them organize and execute their departments better. Deliver services to the enterprise and how are they going to do it right. in, uh, for, as Jason said, the needs at, at his company are no unique than different other companies. It's all the same challenge and so having you know, the, the opportunity to have worked across various parts of the ecosystem as you alluded to, we worked together previously, I think I, we bring enough insights to help think that through together with our clients. So this, as we start down this path, what we've said so far addresses a misperception in the marketplace about legal service. Often you'll read in the American Lawyer or elsewhere that the demand for legal service is declining or flat, when in fact the demand, the need of people who need legal service is growing at, at the big corporate end and certainly at the consumer individual end of the market. The need is growing. What's changing is how that need is being met. In some cases, the answer is it's not being met, but when it is being met, it's being met differently. So in this session, Jason, you were a leader of the, of the session that we were, the three of us were together. How would you characterize what that session was about? The session we hosted today was fundamentally getting at the challenges that are impeding the process of both, I think, creating and delivering new service delivery models. And so what we ended up doing was walking through, I think, many different kind of sets of perspectives. And so we had Basha, we had Peter, we had many people, we had you, Ralph, uh, offer what they see when something new tries to actually get through the machine and where those opportunities uh, are to actually think about how we can make the process of actually delivering new ways of doing the work much more effective by really unpacking where things get stuck getting to root causes. So we really focused on what are the challenges and the problems. We did our best to stay away from going to solutioning. It's always hard to do that because I think a lot of us try to, to, to do that because that's what we do for our work. But it ended up, I think, revealing a few deep truths that I know that I'm going to take back to my organization and that I think will influence how we try to partner with the organizations that we work with going forward. And it, great. And that is what that, that was a great way to, and complete way to describe what the session was about. So the format as of, of this session and all of the others as unpanels is that what there is not. There, is, there were not talking heads at the front of the room, everyone else sitting passively listening. Instead, once we got the subject uh, introduced, then a handful of people had two minutes to express what they thought in general about this very broad subject. And the people came from different perspectives, law firms, legal tech, clients, different perspectives. And then people from the audience could question or challenge the person in the front, and then they would replace and they would offer their view and so on. And it resulted in nearly everyone in the room participating in an active way, and all of us, I think, hearing something we hadn't heard before and a different perspective. So, Basha, you raised a question of Jason and, and the other in-house people, the other client voices, about collaboration and, and expressing better what it is they need. Can you share some of that? Absolutely. The, the discussion was about how legal technology organizations and new law companies can 
best serve the diverse needs of in-house teams. And it was in response to a comment that Jason had made during the panel that those of us on the selling side should be thinking more holistically about the varying perspectives within these larger organizations. And the point that I was trying to make is that as one of many and an increasingly an increasingly many number of small new law companies and technology providers that are operating in a fairly resource constrained way that we need if if these companies really want the solutions that we're proffering then we need some help from them in order to collaborate and effectuate that. Great. And, and it, it certainly is so. And, you know, collaboration is, is the order of the day. Everyone is talking about it for good reason. We need greater collaboration. Law has always needed greater collaboration. I once, we once had a chief of marketing at Oric who decided to move on to it elsewhere. And I asked her why she was leaving. And she said, well, you, you know, lawyers talk about teamwork and you're a team, all right, but you're kind of like a golf team, all <laughs> engaged for, on your own individual scores. And I think law is really making progress. It's seeing itself as having that failing and working toward uh, greater collaboration. But it's certainly something we need. And as you say, we need it not just within a provider, whether it's, it's a legal tech vendor or a law firm or somebody else, but we need it among the different yeah. ones of us, which I think, Jason, was a big part of what this panel was about. How do we get greater collaboration among all of the different providers and, and members of the ecosystem as they serve clients? So, so Peter, you made some very interesting observations when you uh, took one of the chairs in the front. Can you share some of what you said? Yeah, I think a lot of it boils down to understanding who the client is from the business enterprise. The client isn't the lawyer. The lawyer isn't the only voice in the room. And, and if you're really trying to think about legal service delivery, it's trying to deconstruct it in a way to understand the lawyer has a very important role, but the lawyer is not the best person to serve every role. If you think about the business and the practice of law, you see uh, the rise of legal operations professionals in-house, you have knowledge management professionals, others who are working on different integrations of technology, people, and process, and those are skills that, there are professionals that do that. And the lawyer can leverage that to then truly understand the value they can add. And again, it's the end of the day, it's for an enterprise to get legal service. And so the current model of either you do it in-house or you do it in law firm, it's a much broader landscape now, and technology has a role, and different business models have a role. So I think the fundamental issue that uh, we were discussing is truly understanding what are you trying to do, then worry about how you're going to source it and come up with new sourcing models. Uh, and so the financial aspects of how you build that, it's downstream question. Upstream is really what are you trying to do and, and what is a, a new way of thinking about it? And one way is breaking down, if you will, the business and practice of law. As you know at Oric, we did that years ago. Right. The lawyers were practicing law and there were business professionals who were helping drive some of the business elements. And I'd say the same is, is accelerating in-house and how can we leverage that, those capabilities of the, all the different skills that are there. Right, and, and becoming the, the options, the alternatives that we all have, whether it's in an in-house law department or in, in a law firm, the options we have about how we might do the work and the roles that human beings might play are much more diverse uh, and there's much more room for us to be creative in engineering a model of 
humans and machines and licensed to practice law and other professionals working together. So, Jason, uh, you referenced takeaways from the session. Can you share with us a, a takeaway or, or two that uh, you'll take back to Redmond with you? The big things that I, I felt like a little bit of a revelation was we often do not have conversations going in both directions where we understand what each other is truly trying to accomplish. A lot of the work that we do that goes across our organizational boundaries gets boiled down to these transactions that don't reveal to us how the thing that is being done, the work that is being done, creates more value for the other side of that organization. And so I'll, I'll be a little bit more concrete about what that might mean. It is very rare that an outside council partner asks me, Jason, how are you recognized and rewarded? Like, what are the things that you're trying to accomplish that would create success for you? And perhaps even more importantly, how are those things that you are asked to do and you're gonna be measured on, how do those create value for Microsoft? And if we can start having a, a conversation among our respective organizations where we actually understand with real depth and texture how the things that we are asked to do ultimately create value for our partners and create that prosperity, then I think we can actually change how we work together so that there is much better alignment. And that, I, I hope, speeds up the process of realigning service delivery to create more value, but also not just from a, we receive more value as, uh, as the buyer, but also that the service can be redesigned so that it results in, you know, potentially even more profitable work for our partners. Because ultimately this is a shared prosperity model. We use the term partner very intentionally. It's, I actually don't really, I don't like the vendor word because it doesn't make it feel like we're gonna work again tomorrow. It, doesn't, it makes it feel like it's very transactional. And so I would just like to see more of that kind of holistic thinking around how can we with a, a greater depth and empathy understand what is it that we're trying to accomplish on the, the, as a big picture item and how can we work together to accomplish those outcomes. Those words are very valuable and, and words do matter uh, in addition to the substance of what you said, but the, but the idea that we're partnering together we're not, it's not simply one person wants to sell the other person something, get it off of his or her table to yours, but rather work together for what you ask, work together for the objective of Microsoft, delivering value to Microsoft in your case. Basha, what's a takeaway or two you, you will take home from this event? Mine is, is rather similar than Jason's uh, to Jason's, and I think that it's one of the really extraordinary things that Christian's been able to create here at Inspire Legal that I have, in, in all honesty, never seen at another context, which is a venue to have those conversations in a large group format where we can talk about what we're all trying to achieve and what and what the stakes are. Because Jason's, of course, right that as someone selling into in-house teams, I don't often ask how he's rewarded. And from the small company perspective, the stakes are, are you know, from our perspective, our existence. And finding ways to, to talk about that in a candid forum is really special. I don't know how it's replicable 
outside of here and certainly not at an ordinary conference. But for me, it's going to be trying to find ways to have those conversations with our clients on a regular basis that can hopefully create that shared prosperity and rising tide. Terrific. And thank you for that. I, I, I think that this is, at the moment, a, a kind of a unique conference because of it's designed for what you just said. And I, I really believe you can feel it in the mm-hmm. session. You can feel that the diversity of perspective generates a different kind of conversation than if we all were out of the same mold out of, and so on, which we know in our common sense is true in almost any endeavor, any human endeavor, that if, you, if the group brings different perspective, it's going to be more creative and so on. I'm, I'll share with you that I had a similar experience earlier this week at Legal Week. We had a large panel discussion about the broad subject of how do, you, do we accelerate modernization of legal service, a similar kind of question. And we had in it people from different dimensions, a lot of marketing and HR people, a lot of human resource people, law firm leaders, legal technology, journalists, academics, very diverse. And we, we set it up so that it would be a discussion, no panel. And it really worked. And it, and it reflected what we're talking about here, but it also reflected a growing grasp among all of these different participants from diff- with different perspectives of the need to make change and the need to focus on the impediments to change. Last but not least, Peter, share with us a takeaway or two that you had. To follow on your comments, Ralph, I think if you think about enterprise legal service delivery, it's a combination and a business result amongst your legal professionals, your procurement professionals, your commercial sales, R&D, all the other elements that go into make up a business. And similarly, when you think about the legal service delivery ecosystem that we're all part of, you need a community. You need a community of lawyers, of investors, of technologists, of purple people, data people, what, however you want to flame them, that the ultimate solution for transformation is going to be an investment by this collective community to come up with new service delivery models. And so I'd say it's, it's a very close parallel to the nature of the way services within a, an enterprise are delivered. It's really a cross-functional, cross-skill set type of delivery model that ultimately drives value for the business. And I'd say the same happens in our legal service community. It can't be just lawyers. It can't be just investors. It's all of us together. And, and this platform is really a unique way to have those conversations. Well said. And, 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 and if we achieve that, we'll have better outcomes for everybody. Well, thank you very much for taking the time out of this uh, busy and exhilarating day here at Inspire Legal. This is a very special, for all of our listeners, this is a very special event. I'll bet will happen again a year from now. If you have a chance to attend, the seats are limited. Only 200 people can come to this event. But if you have a chance to participate in Inspire Legal one year, please do. Basha uh, referenced Christian. That's Christian Lang, who, Mm -hmm. together with Joe Borstein, have really been the the driving forces behind this, and they've they've done a great job. Well, that's all the time we have for now. Thank you all for listening. If you liked what you heard, please rate us on Spotify or Google or Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, this is Ralph Baxter for On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. 
The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.